I got to say that so far, this week, and it's only Wednesday. It's only Wednesday. The greatest sports week, maybe, in Kansas City history, at least in the last 30 years. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you beat a depleted Patriots team okay, on you Monday know Night fu- Football. A depleted team. Everybody was picking New England to beat Kansas City. That's um, weird. You know who didn't pick yeah. New England to beat Kansas City? You and I. That's it. We're the two that got it right. right. But every pundit in the world was saying, oh, New England's going to come in and that defense. Oh, really? Because the Chiefs put more yards on them than any team has ever put on a Belichick team in the first half. Over 300. You nice know, D. And a lot of folks out there are saying how old Tom Brady looks right now. It's amazing how lack of quality receivers and offensive linemen will suddenly age you five years. Uh, you know what? strange. Here's the deal. Laying on your back uh, makes your skin sag, and that's oh, what he was doing all game, laying on his back. Oh, Giselle's, she's leaving. Yeah. That's it, because she cannot throw the darn ball and then catch the ball. He that's cannot right. do all of that. That's right. Was that, mm. my, was that a good Giselle impression? That was great. That was pretty. Guys, I'm touring that one. I need to excuse myself now. <laughs> How dare you? Um, <laughs> so anyway, so you guys won Monday Night Football. That's pretty good. Dominating. 41-14, to 14, Ray. It was a pretty strong. I haven't seen a victory that strong since your Detroit Lions on Monday Night Football in week one. Uh, hammering the well, New York Giants. Well, yeah, hammering a terrible team. Uh, uh, two the and, Chiefs. The with chi- a 2-2 two and two record, the what's Chiefs, the record of the Patriots the Chiefs, now? The Chiefs beat two a team that was one eight, once 18-0, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? And then... We beat the team that beat the team when the Patriots were 18-0. And, and then... 0. Yeah. Comes Tuesday night, Ray. Well, that was crazy. I'll just give you the. Do you want to just do an entire segment about let's it? Let's do that just, later. You will talk about it later, but it'll just suffice, it'll to, suffice say, to say. Greatest baseball game in history. It was pretty incredible. At least the best wild card game in history. I think we can say that pretty safely. It's hard not to since that's a new thing. Strange enough, uh, the first time a home team has won a wild card game in the AL. Well, there you go. Yeah. Again, very small sample size. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the very next installment of your favorite show, Raisin Brent. Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And there has been so much happening. Holy crap, yo. So much. So much. I mean, this has been the literally the last 48 hours has been the greatest 48 hours in Brent's history of Guys, his life. Um, although, I got to say, it was, it was tampered a little bit by Ray pulling down my pants and giving Nick Foles five, my fantasy team, a, a well-deserved spanking. Yeah, we'll go ahead and give out the spoiler right here. <laughs> Your Nick Foles five did not even live up. He did not even score up to his name of my team. Five. I believe you're going to change the name to the Nick Foles 3.7. 3.9, 3. yeah. 3.9, excuse me. Uh, Thud Juggalos, your favorite <laughs> insane clown posse inspired God, fantasy football team. I hate that I lost to the, the team, Juggalo team. Has broken Brent from the ranks of the undefeateds. That's uh. right. Not only did I do it. I did it by benching Matthew Stafford in favor of 
Alex Smith, Smith, the quarterback of your Kansas City Chiefs. Although it, it didn't ma- really matter who you started or who I started, I I did. Why is that, through, Brent? Because I went through every combination of this. <laughs> I wouldn't have beat you with any combination of my team. Well, if I would have started my guys that were on injured reserve, it would have been close. It's possible. It would have been close then. It would have been closer. I might have to use the tiebreakers then. To be fair, I was up by a good three and a half points before Alex Smith even took the field on Monday Night Football. So all I could say to myself was, just don't throw two picks and get hurt. Although, you know what? Yeah. You had to be sweating a little bit because you basically just did it to troll me. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. He had a great game. And then... I knew he was going to have a great game. Sunday night... The monster DeMarco Murray just starts piling up the yards and the touchdowns. He uh, He's the number one back in fantasy and NFL right now, well, right? Well, you know Hard what? to argue. It's hard to argue, and it's and it's similar to when they had Emmett Smith. They have an amazing line. I was about to say, you mean Emmett Smith, the guy whose offensive line created his entire career for yeah. him? Listen, yeah. right now, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, if Maurice Claret had Emmett Smith's offensive line from the Cowboys, he'd be a Hall of Famer, too, as long as he stopped getting his goose on. Yep. So well, there's so much stuff to talk about, though. We've got to talk. We're definitely going to talk about Kansas City Oakland wild card game. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about San Francisco versus Pittsburgh. In we had a couple, maybe the worst wild card game in history. We had a couple of our bets get settled. We did have people a couple have of won our and people have settled. lost. Ray, that's correct. And, um, and some of them are either you or I or both. It's true. We're going to wrap up week four because I want to talk all about overreactions happening after the first quarter of the season. I got to quote Aaron Rodgers here. R E L a x relax in fact chillax <sighs> did did you just do what i think you just did no i'm just relaxing that's all. oh that's all right it's then. just okay. sounding me relaxing i thought that was something else uh we also got to talk and unfortunately we got to talk a little college football mm. because michigan wolverines program is in complete shambles right now they're out there li- i'm not even kidding they are out there literally with torches and pitchforks and we have to dive into it. And we're gonna One lo- of us predicted that last week, Ray. Oof. One of us didn't want it to happen last yeah. week. That t- I might not want the sun to come up tomorrow, but guess what? I can't change it. Yeah. And but we are going to preview a little bit of Michigan State versus uh, Nebraska, big Big 10 game of the week. Yikes. It could be. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what see. happens. I I don't feel confident, I'll tell you that. So we have a lot to talk about. And we're going to do it all after 3 seconds of Wham. <laughs> MLB, best time of the year, right now, this week, today, Wednesday, as we record, the San Francisco Giants played the Pittsburgh Pirates, and going into the game, all of the talk centered around the city of Pittsburgh, the Steel City, the city of Three Rivers. They lost last year in the wild card. Oh, but this year's going to be different. The fans are all wearing their yellow and black and gold, and they're going to be out of their seats with excitement, and they are going to force this Pirates team, which has not seen success since the early 90s. They are going to force this team over the hill. Ain't nothing. Ain't ain't nothing, San Francisco. Oh. And then Madison Bumgarner okay. says, no, thank you, sir. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's talk about the actual, the other wild card game. Yeah, because there's really nothing else to say about the Giants-Pirates. How about this? Horrendous game. Embarrassment for Pittsburgh. Thanks for playing. You'll be a man someday, Pirates fans. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> they ran into that problem that the that the Royals kind of have now, which is, you know, they're trying to catch uh, someone at the very end of the season. So they end up pitching one of their really good pitchers on the last day and then have to pitch Edinson Volquez. Edinson Volquez. Occasionally good. 
Yeah. But if your team is planning to score zero runs over nine innings, <laughs> it really doesn't matter how good Edison Volquez yeah. is. Yeah. He's talented, but that's not the guy you want pitching in the wild card game. I'd like to say more so, those aren't the bats you want to see. What happened to our MVP, Andrew McCutcheon? Yeah, I thought he was going to come up big tonight and at least do something himself. But I thought know. they'd score a run. Hank Aaron, they scored no run. Yeah, they didn't even score a Fred rerun. Tell you what, Barry, there's some guys you cannot that are just really hard to beat in the playoffs. So uh, almost impossible. Almost Madison Im- Bumgarner is one of them. So that's why that. And then the Royals ran into the buzzsaw that is John Lester. So John Lester. Well, let's talk about the other game because I'm done with that Pittsburgh game. Yeah. Stinksville. John Lester was traded from the Boston Red Sox to the Oakland Athletics earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Purely, and in my mind, sabermetrically, purely in order to play against the Kansas City Royals in this wild card game because he kills the Kansas City Royals and they saw what direction the season was going because uh, yeah. they're so smart in that Billy Bean office. Hard to uh, deny that, Ray. Uh, he was 3-0 and against the Royals. Actually, the Royals were... Five and two against Oakland in the regular season. Okay. Zero and two against John Lester. So, and also zero and one against John Lester when he was in Boston. And you know, John Lester also broke Eric Cosmer's hand right before he got traded to the A's, forcing him to miss a month of the season. Boy. So uh, in many ways, the Royals just don't like him. As a Tigers fan, thanks, John Lester. Right. Don't hate you for it. So. John Lester comes in, is a little shaky early. They get to him in the first inning. Mm-hmm. Oakland just starts piling it on, though. Oh, Brandon Moss. Brandon hits. Moss hits not one, not two, not three, not four. Oh, I know it was only not two. Five, it was only two. Not seven. Yeah, just two. Oh, you mean like LeBron in, in actuality? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, my bad. My bad. So Brandon Moss hits two, and that second home run, I believe I texted you about five seconds after that ball hit that bat. Mm-hmm. And what did I text you? GG. GG, game's over. Yeah. Because at that point, it was 7-3 to three in, what, the seventh inning? And I'm saying to myself, with John Lester on the hill, there is a 0% chance your Kansas City Royals are having any possibility of coming back. Right. When the Royals got down 7-3, to three, and it was the eighth inning, right. I still had supreme confidence that the Royals were going to lose the game. Yes. <laughs> and did, did you not already? I mean, how can you look? Let, That's talk about an, it. Because you already had pins in your Ned Yost doll at that point, right? Well, I still do. <laughs> okay. His decisions okay. still speak for themselves. <laughs> victory, sir. He clearly made every right decision. You That's don't, what victory looks like. He, he, you know, the Royals had a 3-2 lead. He brings in Jordana Ventura, who started two days ago, who was a right-hander facing a lefty, and who doesn't come out of the bullpen. Those are three bad things. They brought in Jordano Ventura to re- to replace big game James Shields. Okay, great. And James Shields great, and I'm sure Ventura is a veteran pitcher, right? He's 21 years old. Oh. Well, I'm sure he's uh, used to as despite the fact he's a starting pitcher, he's used to coming out of the bullpen when uh, occasion He did it once this year. Oh, well, it's not like he pitched like recently though. It, he he's pitched on Sunday. Some... He pitched 2 days before the game. He threw like 90 pitches. Well, I got to start questioning that that decision. Thank you. Maybe, maybe not the right call, but at least it worked out. Yeah, because Ventura came in and gave up a three run homer, and then they give up two more runs, so they go from being up three two to down seven three. But it's not like Moss had already had success in the game previous to that. Yeah, he and already sh- had a home run. Oh, uh, he already had a home run. Such a bad decision by Ned Yost. And look, the Royals are lucky they survived. They're lucky that you cannot measure the heart of a champion. 
I heard, though, it was a di- between Ventura and the Royals Lion mascot. I heard one of those two was definitely coming I'm in. I'm surprised he didn't pick the, the you know, Slugger. Maybe. Slugger, the Lion Royals mascot. Maybe 50 Cent was there, and they were going to put in Curtis Jackson. They were going to put they were gonna put the Royals mascot, the Tiger, in, and he had a thorn in his paw just removed I mean, just the day before. Well, that means he's in a good mood. Yeah, right? But uh, I would figure that would put him on the DL, though. Uh, anyway. So they bring him in. All of a sudden, the wheels just fall right off the wagon. What did, now, what did I text you? Because uh, remember when he brought in Ventura? What did I text you? Uh, I believe it was something to the effect of, uh, I don't agree that this is the right move. Yeah. And then two seconds later, you were like, good game. GG. <laughs> <laughs> you could see the writing on the wall, right? But it was cool to see. It ended up being a 12-inning game. Unbelievable. The Royals are down 7-3 to in the eighth with one out. And then... Just start slapping the ball, slapping the around. ball around and, and stealing bases. Seven stolen bases, four in that eighth inning. The Oakland A's also somewhere in there forgot to p- how to play defense mm-hmm. as there was a fly ball hit all the way to the wall. Or maybe that was the ninth inning where the two guys both chased after it so there was nobody backing up the play resulting yeah. in the triple. That almost um, tur- That was almost a uh, – inside the park home yeah. run. He, he, if it hadn't been Eric Hosmer running – if he yeah, if it was one of the faster guys running, that was an inside the park. If that's run. Dyson running, and I still he wipes the bases twice. The, the throw wasn't a great throw. If he had run, there's about a, I think about fifty fifty, he would have scored. Definitely a chance right there. Yeah. But they 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 get all pesky. They start slapping the ball around. It's seven to six going into the bottom of the ninth inning, and they just keep stealing bases and they keep sacrifice bunting. They like, steal third. They steal third. Kevin or Kevin Dyson? No, uh, Gerard Dyson. Kevin Dyson was the uh, Kevin Dyson came up a yard short. So yes, if it was Kevin right. Dyson, he would have got tagged out one yard from the base. Yes. So Gerard Dyson, he didn't even get himself picked off by Joe Nathan in this game. I know. Which is very exciting. Uh, I was glad they didn't bring in Nathan. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he probably this would have been the time he would have knocked it down. Right. Hey everybody. But uh yeah, and so they come from behind, they tie it in the uh, ninth inning. There's not much that happens in the tenth and eleventh. And what did I No, tweet? the Royals got the leadoff guy well, in a scoring position, tenth. And 11th innings. But nothing happened. And they didn't get him in. We yeah. all knew nothing was going to happen Well, there. but I thought when that happened, I was like, oh, they're going to lose. And then, top of the 12th. Top of the 12th, right before the 12th inning starts, I say to myself, because the Royals, you know, they look like they might do something. They didn't. I went out on at Almighty Ray on Twitter, and I said two things. I said, one, I think that uh, Salvador Perez is going to be the hero tonight. I'm just feeling it because of the nothing he's done in the game so far. Mm-hmm. And two... Doesn't it just feel, everybody, like the Kansas City Royals are waiting for the Oakland A's to score a run so they can put two up in the bottom of the inning and win this game? Both of those tweets went out ahead of time. I'll pat myself on the back a little bit right now. And that's exactly what happened. Because Oakland A's score one run, yep. looking very good in the 12th inning. Yep. But then those pesky Royals, Brent, take us through it. Pesky Royals. They get, you know, they get the tying run on. They score the tying run. And then they have the lead run at second base with Christian Cologne. Christian Cologne, who's who's a young Christian guy. Christian Cologne. He only played about, I think, ten games, and he was on the DL for the last month. This is this was his first game off the DL. Christian Cologne. And if there's one thing I can tell you about Cologne, he was not backed up. Mm-mm. And he also smelled great. Not only that, when he plays in the minors, they just call him semi cologne. <laughs> Terrible. Yikes. But then he uh, slaps the ball down the third baseline, and within inches, yep. inches of being caught to save the game, yep. instead slapped into the dugout, basically. Yep. 
towards left field. Salvador Perez. Salvador Perez is the hero. Is the hero after being 0 for 5 with two ugly strikeouts. They were they were terrible. Yeah. Those were Rob Deere strikeouts. I mean, it was not happy. And the Royals walk off. Well, it's not really a walk off on like a hit like that though. It's a walk off. It's not a walk off. If you win in the bottom of the last inning, it's called they, a walk off. You know, that was let me say right now. They call it that, but to me unless it's a home run, it's not a walk off. I mean, ESPN well, got a little crazy with, like, it was a walk-off walk. Come on, dude. It was a walk-off because it was hit so far in the corner that Christian Colon just walked around the bases. He could have. Second to home, yeah. He absolutely could have. Gracious. So, congratulations, Brent, to your Kansas City Royals. Oh, the first playoff win since I was in junior high, Ray. I mean, that's crazy. And asking the question now, had the Royals lost that game, would it have actually counted as a postseason? No. Right? No. No. If you lose that wild card game, I, I don't care how long like it's it wasn't, been. Yeah, I think you feel like it wasn't a playoff Doesn't game. It just feels like you just played that extra game to win or lose your division. Yeah, exactly. And if you lost it, it's like you never were even there. Yeah. It's like that 67th and 68th team in the NCAA tournament. You played on Tuesday, dog. Yeah. You played on Tuesday. Doesn't count unless Nobody's you get to Thursday, even, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Nobody's even filled out their brackets yet. You're so immaterial that people are picking based on it maybe not even being you. Yeah. That's how little you matter in that tournament. That's right. Gracious me. So the Royals, improbable victory. I guess uh, most stolen bases in one inning. Tie the record for most stolen bases in a game. And the first time in, you know, granted. So we're just talking about wild card games and uh, playoff games that get to a final game. First time a team's ever been down four runs in the eighth and come back to win the game. You know what I got to say about that? Looks like the Royals are getting wings. Why? Because only winners get wings. All right. Got to well. You go. Let's break it. Let's break down all the series really quick mm-hmm. right here. The Royals now get to go to Anaheim. It's a pity you won't be going to see that game. Oh, but I will. Oh, you are going to that game. <laughs> oh, Brent will be there on Thursday night. But you're probably gonna like you know deck out in like Angels gear just to fit in. Yeah, right? just hide out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe wear Dodger gear. You know. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Los Doyers. No, I will be repping KC. So. Well, tell me what it's like to get burned with a chai latte. Right. Because clearly one will be thrown at you at some point I during the game. I think I will get uh, stabbed with a with a with uh, some kind of chicken satay. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got to Instagram that if it does happen, right. though, right? <laughs> so Royals versus uh, Angels. Well, p- prior to any of this, I said it's going to be a Tigers-Royals ALCS mm-hmm. just for us. I see no reason still not to believe. The Angels, pretty darn good. But those uh, Royals are plucky. They're plucky. I I don't really like how their their uh, pitching matchups line up, but you know I don't know. And Trout has been kind of killing the Royals this year. Who isn't Trout killing? I, this w- year I would imagine. I, I would just walk Trout every time he gets up. <laughs> give him the Babe Ruth treatment yeah, or the Barry him, Bonds. Well, give him the uh, Sparky Anderson George Brett treatment. Sparky Anderson one time walked George Brett with the bases loaded. <laughs> well, he saw how much pine tar was on his bat and right? said, "I don't want any piece of that." Yeah, I don't want him messing up the ball with this pine tar. <laughs> Get out of here, cheater! You're yeah. out. Um, I wouldn't count the Royals out, but, you know, <laughs> look, let's be real. The Angels are hot right now. I'm and say right and now? scoring a lot of runs. Royals in seven. Or seven. Royals in five. Uh, I would, that would be great. I think Royals win it in five. I would five. love it. Um, the other series of the AL, Baltimore versus Detroit. God, this is a really interesting series, right? Uh, I, I don't know. They both, they both, it's a small ballpark. There should be a lot of home runs. That should favor Detroit, I would in, think. In Baltimore. Yeah. Detroit is one of the more spacious ballparks right. in America. But 
three of the five games will be played in Baltimore. Uh, sir, and this is where you and I will be disagreeing. Only two of the games are going to be played in Baltimore. Well, I'm because saying... Tigers win in four. Yeah, I... Ty, I don't see no reason to believe. I think this Baltimore team is going to split the first two games at home and then drop both in Detroit. Purely because I think this Orioles team is massively overrated. Massively overrated. And without Chris Crutch, Crush Davis, he's now Crutch Davis because they're going to have to limp along without him. See what and they did there? No Manny Machado, but they keep winning. Also, but still, I mean, they remind me a little bit of that that San Francisco team the other year who had a bunch of guys injured and still won the World Series. I'm not saying they're going to. I do think uh, the thing that concerns me about both the Angels and the Orioles is their starting pitching. Absolutely. You know? And to say nothing bad about Machado, he is definitely Machado's my, a stud. He's my favorite Latin American boy band. <laughs> Machado, he has the. I mean, that guy's arm from third base is ridiculous. It's, it's. He makes plays that people shouldn't make. Maybe he's an alien. He probably is. Uh oh. I'm gonna ask Katy Perry. He's a he's a reptoid. Yeah. <laughs> so who do who do you think is gonna win both of those series? You think the Royals are gonna take the Angels? <sighs> I would love. Uh, you know what? I put it on the record, Brent. Don't let me go alone on this. No, yeah, I gotta say, I gotta, I gotta take uh, Anaheim in like four games. And, and I, Tigers, your World Series prediction. I know. I and gotta, you're I gotta take Detroit. In you three, are taking. No, I gotta take Detroit in three games. Three. It's a sweep. Oh yeah. my goodness! Get out the brooms, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Well, what about the NL on the other side? Because now we have the San Francisco Giants. Playing the Washington Nationals. Gosh, I think that's the what. I, I, I don't think that the the Nationals wanted San Francisco to win that game. <laughs> I definitely think they would have been more comfortable with you know Pittsburgh, although that might not have worked. Look, out. this is the young upstart team versus the uh, team that's it's battle tested in the playoffs and has won two out of the last three or two out of the last four World Series. And uh, if I remember right, like Washington is not exactly postseason savvy. I don't know that no. this is their first time making the playoffs, but definitely it's... I think they made the wild card last year? Yeah. Or I no. mean, I think it's their first time hosting a series. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. And uh, I still think Washington wins this series. I think it's going to be exciting. I think Washington takes them in five well, games. Well, I'll tell you what. Washington has got... They've got Zimmerman, who threw a no-hitter. Yeah, granted, he won't be able to pitch until probably, what, game three. I love the Giants' pitching staff. You know, you got Zimmerman. You got Strasburg. the Nationals. Yeah. Yeah, the Nationals, Strasburg, Gio Gonzalez, and Zimmerman. I mean, that's three really good pitchers. Yeah, I just this Giants team's got some magic, though. I mean, here's the deal: I think the Nationals are going to win. I said five; it could also be three. <laughs> the magic could just run out right here. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel something about this Giants team. Well, they had to use Bumgarner in this wild card game, so he's not going to show up till at least game three. It's fair enough. Yeah. So on the on, on the other side, on the other side of the bracket, if you will, mm-hmm. we have. Los Angeles. Los Doyers. Yep. The Los Angeles Dodgers facing off against baseball's best fans. The St. Louis Cardinals. They're going to murder the Cardinals, right? Well, you would think with Kershaw and Granke pitching three out of the five games that... yeah, Three out of the five. They wouldn't try to match it up just to get all just to get four of the five games. Maybe they might. I but, mean, game five, maybe. But wouldn't you try to if you get up two zero? Maybe you know get one oh, of those guys going game one in the next series. You definitely do, but my goodness, yeah, I just don't, I just don't, and they're going to probably prove me wrong and sweep the Dodgers. The Dodgers are just way too good, and the Cardinals, I think, 
again, I kind of feel the same way I feel about the Cardinals. I feel about the Orioles. That's a good team. Mm-hmm. That is not a blow-me-away team. That is not a team I'm scared of well, if, if you're facing them. You know what? Honestly, the thing I don't like about the Dodgers is what we always talk about. Puig is, you know, they have some guys that are kind of, I want to say, like, kind of selfish guys on the team. Sure. You know? And I don't know that the chemistry is always the best, even though they, you know, they have, it seems like they have some fun in that dugout but, with the, with their bubble machine. But chemistry in baseball is overrated. I, I get it in basketball, hockey, football, all these other things. But baseball, at the end of the day, is an individual sport. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to rely on people catching your little uh, signal well, so they can run it is a until you got Puig and Matt Camp running into each other in the outfield because well, they don't communicate. That's a problem. And that's happened. Yeah, well, fair enough. Well, who do you got in that series? Mm. Yeah, I, you got to go with the Dodgers. Got to, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cool. Well, we'll be right back. We're going to talk a little NFL because we're going to talk about the other half of Brent's joy right now. Although we did hit Monday Night Football, we got to talk about your Detroit Lions a little bit, too. You can't mm-hmm. spell Detroit Lions without starting out with the letter D. Big D. Like Dallas, but not Dallas. It stands for Detroit because they both start with a D and not an old English D because that's the Tigers thing. But, you know, it's still a D. You're a D also. After three seconds of Billy Ocean. I used to think that love was just a fairy tale. Until that first hello. Okay, Ray. Before we start the fantasy segment, we already talked about you. You whipped my. You whipped my hiney. I did. There you was some hiney behind. There was yeah. There was some uh, violation. If you would, you would be suspended from the NFL. If anyone saw my rear end. Well, I mean, let's let's just lay it out for the people, mm-hmm. uh, with a little bit more depth. Okay. Uh, my team is, of course, the only insane clown posse uh, themed team in uh, the Raisin Brent Podcast that is the League. Worst. The Juggalos <laughs> scoring a total of 108.52 points. Well above expectations. Yeah. Brent's team, known as Nick Foles 5, scored less than expectations 83.10 points. I think what we learned, Ray, is if Nick Foles and Megatron. And my defensive player and my tight end, Greg Olson, score me 10 points total? Uh, roughly, yes. That's not good. Well, you had to see, I knew you were making a mistake in uh, playing Calvin Johnson because he hadn't practiced all week, which is one of the reasons why I benched Matt Stafford all for Alex to, look, Smith. All Megatron needed to do was make one touchdown catch, and he would have been right in there with the rest of my, you know. Yeah, then you wouldn't have lost by 25 plus points. Yeah, I would have lost by 19. Oof, that's Yeah, rough. no matter who I. The thing is, I didn't make a mistake because no matter who I started, I was losing this week. So I can take Solace and Solace and Solace and Solace and both of them in that. So what I hear you saying, Brent, is you never had a chance from the start. Never had a chance. Are you kidding me? Nick Foles 5 just gets dominated by Juggalos all the time. I think in shame. They are afraid, and I am ready right now. I lost the shame bet. I'm ready to read the prepared statement. I don't think anything can ruin my happiness. I don't care what it is, Ray. I'm just going to read it. Give it to me. No. What do you mean? You're too happy right now. So what? You are far too excited about life. You yeah. are seeing rainbows and kittens and double rainbows. What does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean? So I'm not giving you a prepared statement. You're going to get one next week, Brent. You mean when all my teams lose? Yes. Ah, I'm going to wait till you're miserable, and then I'm going to grind you down even further. That's garbage. Oh, I'm so terribly sorry, Brent. I'm so sorry to disappoint you with this shaming. Whatever. 
So I do feel like as a minor shame, though, and this yeah. was never on the record, but I think you should just do it. Yeah. For one week only, mm-hmm. rename your team the Nick Foles 3.9. Oh, my God, dude. That's... I think he, for one week, I think you kind of have to. That's really funny. Yeah. Done. Okay. okay, fair enough. Done. All right. No, wait. If I do that, I don't have to, I don't have to read a statement. No, yes, you do. No. This no, is no, on your own then. volition. Nah. It's pretty awesome, and you should do it. Nah. I don't do anything of my own volition. Maybe I'll just change my name to The Juggalos 3.9. There you go. That Maybe I'll still do it because it's funny. Sense. It yeah. is pretty hilarious. Yeah. Well, since you wouldn't change your name of your team to the Joyk Luck Club, in fact, you traded Joyk Bell away. That's right. Correctly. Correctly. <laughs> I can't even fight it. He's not having a great season so far. Uh, now he's got a concussion. Does he? Yes, sir. Mm. Yikes. No. Good so job. let's hold on. Yeah, pat yourself pat in myself the back in the back. Right yeah. <laughs> so we got to talk a little about week four of the NFL. How great has this NFL season been so far? It's been crazy though. You Nobody's dominant. Nobody's. Well, there are a couple of really terrible teams, actually. The only thing you could take knowledge of is that the Raiders and the Jaguars are awful. On the clock. They're yeah. on the clock. They are both fighting each other to beat the 2008 Detroit Lions record. Oh. Worst Do they record play ever. Each other? That would be great if they played each other this season, because then you could see, oh, the revenge game with Maurice you Jones drew. Well, I would think they would, except for the fact that the Raiders were probably last place in their division, and it would have been the Houston Texans last year. Here's my question, Ray. I'm listening. Your Detroit Lions perfect 0-16 season. I call it the imperfect season. <laughs> I think that's more accurate. Uh, and here's the deal. Uh, you've got the – I don't think – I think Jacksonville's going to sneak a game here and there. They do have two against Tennessee, and I think they probably win one of those two. So, I, quite honestly, I take them off the board right there. But let's talk about the Oakland Raiders because this is brutal. This is absolutely brutal. So, who do they have coming up next? And they have San Diego. Well, That's they're, a they're coming on the bye week right now. Yeah. So after that, they have San Diego. Two weeks to prepare. Loss. Loss. Who they got next week? Arizona. Loss. Loss. At Cleveland? Mm, There's a chance. There's a chance they could win that game. But Cleveland has been in every game. You know what? New Orleans didn't win in Cleveland. Yeah. And New Orleans is ten times the team the Oakland Raiders are. I'll give that game to the Cleveland okay, wait, Browns. Next, next game. At Seattle. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yikes. Denver. Yikes. Yikes! San Diego again! Yikes! Kansas City! Yikes! I don't know. That's a Thursday night game, and outside of this past week where the Giants whooped up as the visiting team at Washington, road teams on the short week have a hard time winning games. Hmm. That being said, yikes! <laughs> at St. Louis. That's their best chance, so right? you're telling me there's a chance. At St. Louis, I mean, that was the team out of the NFC West they have the best chance against, but they are on the road. Yep, that's a loss. Boy, I don't know. It feels like a loss. San Francisco. Loss. Loss. Uh, At Kansas City. That's a loss. Yikes! Uh, Buffalo. At home. There you go, folks. That could be it. Week 0 and 14. I mean, if you get to 0 and 14. You almost want them to push through at that point. Yeah, you want him to go 0-16. EJ Manuel Although, you know back. what? I don't want to steal a record away from the Detroit Lions. It's all they have. I've been begging somebody to come with us. It's all they have. It's all we have. Till this year. Here's what you need, Ray. You need for the schedule to change to 18 games and then have someone go 0-18 and then no one will ever talk about that 0-16 team again. You know what I would say right now? If the Oakland Raiders run the gambit and go 0-16 this year and the Detroit Lions win a playoff game this year, nay, make it to the NFC Championship game? Mm-hmm. Or even, dare I say, 
the big game? I think that's likely. I think Oakland takes the stink. I think it's likely, Ray. I think that Oakland takes the stink. Matt Stafford is running touchdowns in. You did not. He is breaking bridges with his body. We can talk about that really quick. But let's finish up on Oakland here. (laughs) Because then Oakland, they have a great chance, though, to finish the season. At Denver. Well, Denver could be resting everyone that week. Yeah, they're still going to lose that Probably. Game. You know what, though? That is one place that Oakland kind of plays well sometimes. Is that does, Denver? Does Denver troll Oakland if they're 0-15 and sign off the street for one game to play quarterback Tim, Tim Tebow. Tebow? And he still beats the Oakland Raiders. Mm. Rides off into the sunset. Denver has negative yards and somehow still beats and the Raiders. And 3-2. 3-2. Gracious me. So the Raiders, I'm just saying right now, they're on notice. They just fired their coach, too. Yeah. They just fired their coach, so they have Tony Sperano. They fired him in London over the phone. Wow, dude. They said, um, hey. How'd uh, you like London? You're fired. <laughs> you know what they say about London Bridge, how it's falling down? You're going with it. Hey, did you get a chance to see Big Ben? You're fired. Hey, uh, how do you feel about those funny hats the soldiers wear outside Parliament? You're fired. Did you get to meet the Queen? You're fired. Hey, so uh, people talk funny there, huh? You're fired. <laughs> how do you like Wimbledon? You're fired. So anyway, I don't want to belabor the point. <laughs> but, yeah, I just I kind of feel bad for him. But he does coach the Raiders, so bleep him, right? Should have known it was going to come. <laughs> it's happening sooner <laughs> rather than later. Oh, I d- mean, if you're 8 and 28. Hey, um. Did you kiss the Blarney Stone? <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> you were in the wrong country then, sir. You're fired. <laughs> Don't worry about that noise. You're going to have plenty of time to now because you're fired. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, hey, when you get back, do you want to binge watch I Want to Marry Harry? You're fired. So just running down the scoreboard. Sorry. Sorry, Dennis. Uh, your Detroit Lions beat the New York Jets on the road. Jets, I picked them as a playoff team this year. They were one and three, but all three losses mm. to the NFC North. It's getting ugly in New York now with the fans and Geno, Geno. Smith cursing at the crowd. Mm-hmm. I'm proud to be on the side that isn't doing that. Right. I'll just say that right now. Very proud of your first place, Detroit Lions. Carolina Panthers drop a stink bomb on the road at Baltimore. Steve Smith scorches them. And I will say right now, if you have not seen the highlights, and how dare you if you haven't, the uh, deflected Steve Smith touchdown pass of mm-hmm. 59 yards or whatever, one of the coolest darn things I've ever seen. You know what I thought after Steve Smith caught that deflective pass touchdown? What's that? Ice up, son. Ice up, son. For show. Uh, Green Bay takes it to the Chicago Bears. Woo. Who can figure anything out in this division? Just when you think Green Bay's offense is dead, they put 38 on the board on a garbage Bears team. And I'm sorry, the Bears are 2-2 two and two right now. They won at San Francisco through miracles. They won at the New York Jets Monday Night Football. Again, through, I don't know, like feels a little bit like miracles. That's a trash team, and I don't care. I don't care what you think. That Bears team is not good. At best, that's a 6-7 win team. I will say their their defense is not good, and they have injuries now. Tillman's out. Peanut Tillman going down kills them. Uh, Buffalo versus Houston. Houston wins. Nobody cares. I care. EJ nope. Manuel benched. No, I don't. no not at all. Tennessee loses to Indianapolis by a lot. What did we learn from that game, Brent? Nothing. Nothing. We learned Indianapolis is much better than Tennessee. Which we already knew, <laughs> so we right. learned nothing. Miami kills Dennis Allen in Oakland, 38-14 in jolly old England. You're fired. <laughs> Tampa Bay against Pittsburgh, your game of the week, your suicide pool. Oh, no, you're done. Are you kidding me? You know what? I should have known, Ray, because here's the deal. This is a stat, and I have to look up the exact, the exact stat, but this is a real thing, statistically. Yes. 
if you get destroyed on Monday night, I think it's by more than 30 points. If yes. you win by more than 30 points on Monday night, you almost always lose the next week. You're feeling too good. If you lose by more than 30 on Monday night, you almost always win the next week. Got to win. Well, Tampa because Bay. you're embarrassed on my national man, television. Mike Glennon to your boy Vincent Jackson in the end zone. Love me some Mike Glennon, That man. was crazy because they threw it to Vincent Jackson like four times in a row. Didn't, didn't help your fantasy team. Though. It did not. I would rather have lost by 30 points and not gotten that. I'm going to say right now, Mike Glennon should have been the starter from the start. Josh McCown, Lovey Smith, I just don't see it. Josh McCown was smoking mirrors, And what were they thinking? He had great rapport with the receivers last year, and... He's 6'9". He's a freaking giant. He is a giant. He's kind of slow-release, tall, really tall, tall, gangly guy. Yeah. Uh, Um, Let's see here. Moving forward, though, because let's face it, it's a Tampa Bay game. Uh, Jacksonville loses to San Diego. Brent, what we learn about that game? Nothing. Nothing at all, because Jacksonville's terrible. Atlanta versus Minnesota. Shocker. Minnesota pulls the upset 41-28. I think we learned that Atlanta's defense is trash. Yeah, they're starting to look like the team that I thought they were going to be after watching Hard Knocks. Which I thought was pretty terrible. It was not a good season of Hard Knocks. Last year with Cincy was way better. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was, and they're boring since he's not an interesting team to watch. Right. Maybe it was just production value. I don't know. Minnesota 2-2. Two and two, Tied with Green Bay and Chicago for second place in the NFC North. About to be 2-3. and three. They're, with, not, they're not going into Lambeau this week. No, not on a short week. No. Nope. Not with Teddy Bridgewater already a little gimpy. Although he says he's fine. We'll find out. He didn't that. practice. Philadelphia versus San Francisco. Philadelphia gets the bonus stat of getting three non-offensive touchdowns. And still losing. Boy, you know what? You know how how close San Francisco was to losing that game. Philly had, I think, first and goal at the two yard line and doesn't get in at the end of the game. And you know what I even said, Ray? They had three timeouts. They didn't have to go for it there. Field goal, use your timeouts, get another field goal. Absolutely possible. And, and, uh, you know, they tried to LaShawn McCoy a little bit, but then on third and fourth down, gave up on the run. But uh, Philadelphia, I mean, they did not have Lane Johnson. Their offensive line was a little struggling. That's true. They're banged up right now. I get why they did it. But, yeah, San Francisco, good win for them. Uh, Maybe getting back that bad Bears loss from earlier in the year. I don't know. Um, Let's see. New Orleans and Dallas. What do you think about that, Ray? I remember you were celebrating during the game. I saw you were talking a lot about how you loved the game. No, sir, we did. That is not what happened. Yeah. Trying to get me in trouble at home. You said, hey, I picked them to go 1-15. and This puts them closer to that. You know, here's what I learned right here. Dallas's defense is not as horrendous as everybody was saying when the season started, pretty clearly. And New Orleans can't get their poop together on the road. Yeah. And the schedule makers did them no favors by starting them two games to start the season and then uh, three out of their first four on the road. Looking up for New Orleans, though, that does mean they have, you know, seven of their final 13, uh, excuse me, 12 games left. At home, and they're only one game down in the division, so I don't think they're dead but by does, any stretch of the imagination. That, but does dang. their defense get any better being at home? I don't. Well, they, I mean, it will because they're going to have a little more crowd noise, but it's still a pretty bad defense. Only right? by degrees. Yeah, Rob Ryan is he, he's either brilliant or he's a freaking idiot. Yeah, this is the year he's a freaking idiot. Mm-hmm. And then finally, your game, Brent, Kansas City Chiefs, New England Patriots. 41 to 14. It's like Alabama versus Notre Dame out there. Right. Let me that say was this. A sack beating. Microcosm of the game. Seattle and Kansas City have been going back and forth for a couple of years with the decibel record. Out, outdoor stadium decibel record. Even though Seattle's stadium is actually like half of a dome, so it should be louder than Kansas City. They have 10,000 more fans in their stadium than Kansas City, so they should be louder. They've been going back and forth 130, 136.5. 
136.7. And then on Monday night, Kansas City puts up a 142.2. Can I officially, I mean, this is official from fans of the other 30 teams in the NFL not named Seattle and Kansas City. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares! This is the dumbest record that you guys brag about and go back and forth. This is Dane Cook versus Dave Chappelle on who can do the longest stand-up set. I clocked in at 10 hours and 14 minutes. Oh, I'm going to go to the improv bump everybody and do 10 hours and 17 minutes. This is the dumbest record that nobody cares right, about right. unless you're a fan of the Chiefs or right. Seahawks, in well, which case I, it's very, very I, important. That's how I would feel if my crowd wasn't very loud also. That's how I would feel. And you, well, you actually hung, you don't understand what it's like to have a home field advantage. See, what happens is the crowd gets really loud, and then it's hard for the other team to hear. And then you end up getting a bunch of penalties for not being able to hear. Well, that's weird because that happens, and we get a bunch of penalties either way. Yeah. But you can't get mad at Detroit Lions fans for not being loud. We're hungry. <laughs> we haven't <laughs> eaten in a while. It takes well, a lot of strength. Hey, Matt Stafford, leave some for the rest of us. Am I right? Well, they put out a buffet before every game, but unfortunately, eee. Although you wanted to talk about the Matt Stafford situation, to show you how cursed the Detroit Lions are and how the world wants us to lose, a bridge collapsed on the freeway, killing a man, so I don't want to make too much light about Mm -hmm. it because it was terrible, but Matt Stafford's car was like the next one in line right behind it. The world is trying to kill the Detroit Lions. So what you're telling me is... Despite all the things you've been telling me about his body type, he is so fat that he collapsed a bridge. No, that's not even what happened. He collapsed a bridge. He is literally like Rakishi in the WWF. Now, don't you give me the stink face right now, sir. How <laughs> dare And you know Rakishi's last name? Stafford? No, it was Fatu. Fatu. Yeah, that's, I think that's Simone for Stafford. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> oh, my gracious. So I just want to talk really quick because uh, we are running a little bit long. Week four, why is everyone overreacting so much? What is this? Tom Brady suddenly can't play anymore. EJ Manuel gets benched in Buffalo despite the fact he has not completed 16 games yet. He's still young. I don't get that. People calling for Michael Vick to replace Geno Smith in New York already. Look, these are I don't young, get that. These are young guys, except for Tom Brady. But do you really think uh, uh, Janine Garofalo up in New England is going to play better than Tom? Get an offensive line. Get some wide receivers. The, Tom Brady did not just become old overnight. It's because the team around him isn't good enough. He's still fine. Sometimes you just have to bite the bullet. And let your guys, you know, gain some some chemistry with each other and gain some, you know, in, in the case of E.J. Manuel and Geno Smith. And in the case of Tom Brady, same thing. And sometimes you just have to realize, look, you can't bring in Garofalo. Reality bites. You're going to have to just deal with it for a while. And, I mean, E.J. Manuel is a... <laughs> How dare you. E.J. Manuel is a first-round draft pick from what? A year ago? A year ago, and you're already done with him. Like, remember Terry Bradshaw, when he came into the league, played, I believe, four or five seasons, maybe even six, where he was, like, the worst quarterback in football. Yeah, he He was was terrible. terrible, And they just stuck with him because they saw the talent there, and they said, we just got to keep working on him. And that man went on to win four Super Bowls purely because of his defense. Unfortunately, we live live in the internet age. Man. Instant gratification. Everybody wants something now. The Raiders coach, Dennis Allen, gets fired after four games. What, did you really think he was going to perform? Four miracles with that team? He's not. 
Helen Keller out there. He's no miracle worker. Call Patty Duke if you want that. He was already 8-24. and 24. What's the difference to 8-24 and 24 and 8-28? and 28? What, is he really going to ruin your organization in the next 12 games? Yeah, they have... They got their quarterbacks injured, their running backs injured. Yeah, I can't believe they lost. There's, yeah, there's something called stability. Look at Tom Coughlin at the New York Giants. They were right about ready to run him out of town back in what 2008, and then he wins the Super Bowl, and then he has a down year along the way. They're ready to run him out of town again. He wins the Super Bowl again. It's called consistency. There's a reason Pittsburgh is one of the most successful organizations in the NFL, and that's because they've had three head coaches over the last what, like 46 years. Consistency. That's all I want to say. It's it's to quote Aaron Rodgers, chillax. Yeah, chillax, man. Well, look at Al. Look at a guy like Alex Smith. Alex Smith was pretty terrible about the first five seasons. He's gotten good enough now because he got to keep playing. Yep, that he is. Thought Juggalo's starting quarterback over Matt Stafford, and anyone can dream, right? Right. Fair enough. We'll be right back to talk a little, unfortunately, college football after three seconds of New Edition. So, Ray, I have to come on here. And, you know, even though I'm having a great week, I also feel like I was just wrong. A lot. You were wrong. Yeah, I mean, I thought I was going to beat you Uh-oh. in fantasy, right? Well, you thought you think a lot of things sometimes. Yeah, I thought that Michigan's head coach was in trouble, that he might get fired. You talked uh, me out of that. I thought that they were might. I said, look, they could lose to Minnesota this week. You said, no way. I was, oh, wait, I was right about both of those things. Yeah, yeah, about that. Uh, Your Michigan Wolverines in, this is deep trouble. This is like, dare I say, almost Penn State-esque Trouble. Okay, let's not get. Oh crazy. yeah, it's worse than that, Ray. It's definitely. They got people having concussions in the game. Go back in. I don't care about your brain. You're just a student. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. Get back in there. Oh my gracious! Here's the deal. Um, Brady Hoke is in trouble. This is the kind of thing right hey, now. Wait, in Michigan. wait, Ray. Hold on yes. one second. Uh, Minnesota just scored again. God dang it! You could have that little brown jug. It's a piece of crap anyway. You like it? Who cares? I peed in it. It's like one of those relics you guys had just hang in the back room. Oh, I didn't even know we had that thing. Okay, yeah, take it. we got to dust it off first. <laughs> it's been like 11 years. <laughs> I was using it as a spittoon. Sting! <laughs> Me um, and the other youpers were dipping. Yeah, well, here's the deal. Bra- this is the kind of story that's just so bad in Michigan right now, and ESPN is so in glee about it, I think because of the fact that, you know, Chris Carter, Kirk Herbstreet, and several other Buckeye alums. Rich Eisen there. loves it. Well, Rich Eisen's a Michigan guy. And he not, loves it. Does he not hates work them. at ESPN. He hates them. He's on NFL he, Network, and he hates Michigan. He, he does not hate Michigan. He went. There. He hates he, them so much. He refuses to wear the Michigan Zuba pants when he runs his forty at the combine every year. In any case, uh, this is the kind of story I just wish would go away. I would just assume not. I talk bet you about, would wish it would go yeah, away. Talk about Michigan the rest of the See, year. See, I am right. And Penn State. Oh, I wish this would go away. Yeah, that's totally different than Penn State. Are you? Yes, a player got sent back in after a concussion. That was terrible. I just think that it's be- just careless, just stupid. I'm just saying on the scandal. Well, it's not as big of a scandal, but. No, it's not as big of a scandal. <laughs> Nothing's as big of a scandal. Never. Yeah, so anything as remotely close to it, you got to say is remote because nothing's going to be as big as that nothing. scandal. Yeah. 
There's here, and then we'll go up 22 miles, and that's the Penn State scandal. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Terrible. But here's the deal. The AD needs to get blown out, like, today. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mich- it's so embarrassing right now. They're getting literal, literal torches and pitchforks in Michigan uh, uh, Club Square, and, 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 they're, and they're out there just doing And then they're releasing injury reports at 1 in the morning? What is happening? Blow out the AD. You let Brady Hoke finish the season out of respect because he is a Michigan man and you respect each other. You let him go forth and hopefully, dear God, cobble together a 6-6 six and six season and make a bowl game of some kind and then blow him out. Hold on, right. Uh, breaking news. Minnesota just scored again. I hate you! God dang it! Yeah, it's bad. Bad news. Yeah, this, the team's embarrassing right now. I have nothing else to say. Are you, are you happy? I'm not happy because, I mean, that's just messed up, a guy having a concussion. I mean, if you watch the whole video, like, the guy... It's bad. Not only did he have a concussion, the guy's clearly injured. You're supposed to be the, the gatekeeper and say, look... I'm going to protect you from yourself because players will always want to play. Of course, and all I can say is that uh, the the medical staff there did not do their job. Brady Hoke was probably focused in on other aspects of the game, didn't really see what was going on, and then made a bad decision. And the guy got his, his butt kicked out there. He got his butt handed to him. Yes, he did. Well, real quick in the short time we have left, talk to me. Big game of the week. Give me one minute. Nebraska versus Michigan State, go. Uh, Michigan State, as you know, Ray, they get a lot of calls at home. What? I don't think they're I don't think their defense is as good as we thought it was going to be. I agree with that. Um, I think their offense is better than it was last year. I agree with that. I also think that historically, the last uh, few years, Nebraska's been maybe the only team in the Big Ten that's been able to consistently run on Michigan State. Fair enough. So we'll see if that happens this week. Uh, it's it's going to be tough for Nebraska. I think they can win the game. Will they win the game? That's that's it's tough to go into Sparty and win. If you were to give me a final score right now, what's the final score in the Michigan State versus Nebraska game? Uh, Michigan State thirty-one, Nebraska twenty-four. I think it's going to be competitive. I have Michigan State thirty-seven, Nebraska seventeen. Okay. The defense is for real, and I think in the second half, Michigan State pulls away. I think the the you know the other, the thing that Nebraska has going for them when they're on offense, they have the best player on the field. Ab- Amir Abdullah is the best offensive player in the game. Fair enough. When they're on defense, Randy Gregory is the best defensive player in the game. Okay. Uh, now the other twenty players, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, you can't win a football game with one player. That's true. Fair enough. We'll be right back to wrap up the show after three seconds of Chicago. The kind of love to last forever. And I want you here with me. All right. I have to ask you, what is with the three seconds of songs this week? They're all awesome songs. No, they're all wuss songs. Okay. They're completely wussified. All right. Each and every single one of these songs is terrible. Well, okay, fine. They're and, great songs. Yeah, but normally we have a theme. Is just the theme this week terrible songs? Uh, theme is Welcome to 1985. Oh, come on. Yeah. 1985. That's right. You, you Really? The that's how excited Royals, you are right now? That's right. I am, Ray. The year the Royals won the World Series. That's correct. That's where we're pulling from this yes. week. Yes. Party like it's 1985. And All that's right. why we have awesome songs like the ones that you've been listening to. They've been terrible. <laughs> In any case, we're going to do a little quick pop culture right here. Uh, did you check out the new Gotham yet? I taped it. I did not watch it because okay. I'm not excited about it. I watched it. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you right now, it, the, the second episode, not nearly as ham-fisted as the pilot. Mm-hmm. Is it as ham-fisted as Matt Stafford? How dare you? <laughs> Uh, I would say right now that it, they definitely toned it, dialed it way back, toned it down, which I liked. But 
I don't know that it made the show any more interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to keep watching it, but uh, you you watch it and you let me know off air what you think. Or we'll okay. talk about it next week. What about uh, our other favorite show, The Amazing Wait, did Ra- they did they introduce a new, new character this week? Or they're like, oh, this guy with really bad acne. Oh, I look like a crocodile. You look like you're going to kill somebody and you're a crocodile. I'm going to call you Killer Croc. Hope you don't turn into a bad guy, Mr. Bad Acne. Uh, actually, there was a character uh, with a really long like chin goatee, mm-hmm. and his name was uh, uh, Tuttenheim. And then somebody literally turned to him and said, "Whoa, calm down there, Victor Buono. You're not king here." Yeah. It was really, I was really over the top. That did, was that was too much. Did they have another guy? You know, that was the, they went to his apartment. They're like, "Hey, we're going over to Victor's apartment." And they're like, "Boy, could you turn turn the air off? It's freezing in here." It's only a matter of time. That's the way I like it. Freezing. Have you seen my wife? Guess what? I'm going for my doctorate. In any case, no, none of those things happened. But what about our other favorite show, The Amazing Race? It's back! Uh, the 25. Amazing Race. Season now, 25. Now, I thought last time you said if a certain team won The Amazing Race, you would not be watching The Amazing Race anymore. If Brendan and Rachel won, we would be done with The Amazing Race for good. Brenchel, your did, favorite team of all time. They did not win. Now, do you They finished still, dead last in the finals. Do you still ha- pay the $15 a month to be on uh, Brenchel's uh, famous, like personal letter thing where they write you a personal letter every month oh i upgraded to gold 30 bucks a month yeah and you get uh did you get the the little swatch of uh rachel's uh green shorts yes oh cool yeah i, I got that and the, but it was the cool part was it came with like seriously like little like butterflies in the envelope that flew out when i opened it hmm. it was fantastic that's interesting that yeah. did not happen at all we hate Brenchel. In any case the new season are there any teams out there that uh jump out at you uh my favorite team of course as you would know Professional wrestlers. The pro wrestlers team were freaking awesome. I loved their attitudes. They were just absolutely the type of wrestlers that I would want to hang out with in in years gone by. Um, That's my favorite team going right now. What about you? Uh, There's a couple teams that absolutely terrify me. There's the super. There's the dentists. The dentists are terrifying. Super intense with their really white teeth. I think this is a prequel to Gotham, and he becomes the Joker. I mean, like it's scary. And I'm pretty sure, Ray. I. I think I saw that really intense guy, I don't remember what his name is, on a commercial for teeth whitening. I'm not joking. It would I'm, make sense. I mean, but he, how is does a, he, did they, he is a dentist. He did that because he was going to be on The Amazing Race and they just put him in a commercial? Maybe maybe it was for his own dentistry. I, Who I knows? It's really weird. Yeah, so those those guys terrify me. And I think they, you know, they're definitely maybe the most competitive team. Easily the most Although competitive team. Although a lot team. of times the most competitive team ends up finishing like second. They burn themselves out, though, at some point. They're, I guarantee you at some point during the season they will turn on each other. How about As soon Tim, as things start going wrong. Tim and TJ, the two guys, the, the, the boyfriends. The college sweethearts. Yeah, the college sweethearts. I love that they just refer to them as college sweethearts and they don't even bring the fact that they're gay into it. They are? Uh, their mom's. Their mom said, "The one guy Spoiler said his alert. mom still thinks they're just roommates." <laughs> Not anymore. National television audience. Uh, those guys seem like they. First of all, super fast. Yes. So I don't think many teams are going to beat them in a race. They're smart to, to the, too, and they're smart. I mean, we're stereotyping, but I'm Asian, so I can. They're very smart. <laughs> Fair enough. They're a little. They're a little, and they're a little. They're a little wily too. I think. I like them. I think people are going to underestimate them. Uh, as long you know, it's always to me about a team that. Can do that and not make other teams mad at them. And I don't, who's going to get mad at them? Could you possibly get mad at them a million years? You could. I mean, it, it, you know, you turn on somebody at, at a roadblock or something that could always Fair happen. Fair enough. But, now, how about uh, the, how about the worst team? I mean, we could both pretty much agree. Uh, and for those that didn't hear it, you might want to uh, you know 
fast forward another minute or two if you're going to be watching it. But uh, the team of the two Miami pink wearing really good looking sister travel agents. Yeah, before they this, were I, awful people. I thought realtors were real smart before this. No. Oh no, I did not think no. that. <laughs> I liked how they they first of all beautiful women, very very sexy, very good looking, and they were like, well. You know, we do get some business because of our looks, but most of it's because we're smart. Yeah. Um, no, ma'am. No, 100% because of your looks. The part that made me so mad, though, was when they yanked the marker to write your names down out of the dude's hand, who was the fireman, mm-hmm. the Boston Fire Team. And the fireman was too much of a gentleman. And he could have just been like, what the bleep? And then, But no, he let her go ahead, and even though he was pissed about it. Yeah. So what happens at the very end of the episode? Him... Them and another team are doing a foot race to take a penalty at the end. Loser goes home, last one to the finish line. There's a cab. The first fireman's already in the cab, and they try to force their way in. The second fireman shoves them out of the way and gets in and says, not this time, ladies. Yeah. And they cried about it for the whole rest of the episode. They're so mean. They didn't play fair. Let's forget about what we did earlier. Are you kidding me? With he was At least the first one was already in the car. Like, it was their car. Like, I'm sorry they didn't let you let them D you over twice. Okay, let me ask you about this, Ray. Uh, what you personally would have done, because I know what I would have done. Yes. When the three teams at the end are just in the dark, they're searching for buried treasure in the dark. Yes. Uh, and the, the other two teams come up to you and say, hey, let's just all take the penalty, and we'll just race to the finish line. What do you think about that? Bleep? No. Yeah. I think I what I just... What I do is so close. This is what I do is... They say, I say, okay, yeah, you guys can both take the penalty, and then that leaves me four hours to find this treasure. I got four more hours, though. It's only been five so far. I'll take my chances on four hours digging uh, rather than racing in some random, you get a bad cab, you're out of the amazing race. Yep, not interested. Seriously? Yeah. Uh, I agree 100%. Um, but anyway, it's time to wrap up the show. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking more about Amazing Race as the seasons go on for sure. Maybe a little Gotham as well. But anyway, uh, there's lots of ways you can find us. The best way to find us is on Twitter. I'm at Almighty Ray. And I'm at Scoops Pope. Or you can tweet the show at Ray Brent Podcast. Or you can email us, Podcast at gmail.com. Check us out on iTunes. Give us a five-star review, and we'll read your comments on the air, we promise. In addition, we're on Stitcher Radio. You can get the Stitcher app, or you can just watch it free on the web at Stitcher.com. Either follow the link. Links at our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. That's facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. You get all the info, all the links, everything you're going to want to know on there. Like the page. Don't be a jerk. There's lots of people we got to thank so far. We got to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. The Trainwrecks. Got to thank the Trainwrecks. We want to thank David Knoll for producing. And we got to thank our pal, Jordan Monsell. Monsell, me smart. JordanMonsell.com. He did our logo graphics. And uh, anybody you want to thank, Brent? I would like to thank Matthew Stafford. Oh, why is that? For being a gamer during the game. Are he, you kidding me? He really was a gamer yeah. during the game. Like, I swear to gosh, not only was he limping at the end of the game a little bit, he's fine now, but he had those turf burns on the back of his wrist when he hit the ground awkwardly on that terrible, like, Meadowlands turf. Wait, and he had those no, no, two no, no, giant no, no. red marks on the back of his that, wrist. Those marks weren't from the turf. He was, dur- during halftime, he went to the Benihana at the stadium and, like, burned his hand stealing fried rice from the stove. That is not at all what he did. He's not, and he's not fat. So you have to pay for fried rice. Sir, put down the fried rice. You're so fat, Stafford. You're so fat. Fat Stafford, put down the rice. Fat Stafford. That's what happened. That wasn't me doing that. That was like an actual video or audio clip. Good night, everybody. Fat Stafford, you're so fat. Good night. 
Jason Vargas. Well, you don't want a Vargas just in general on your team because, you know, when I came across them at the bowels of the Citadel, they were just working as bounty hunters. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> um,